Welcome, everybody, to the Assuminati podcast, the podcast that explores everyday topics with the assumption that a conspiracy may be at hand. I'm Brandon. I'm Bobby. I'm Matt. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, gentlemen, how you doing? So good. How are you? So good. So good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Here we are in the end of the... End of May, beginning of June, 2023. So we'd like to welcome everybody back to the Assuminati podcast. So welcome back, all you Assuminati listeners. If you remember our last episode, we explored the global banking conspiracy, whether or not a small group of elite families like the Parkers control the banking industry. Especially the Parkers. The, especially the Parkers. If right. you have yet to listen to that episode... I recommend you check it out. We recommend you check it out. And let us know on social media what you thought. Give it a listen. Give it a like. Give it a like. Give it a subscribe. All of the above. Download it. Yeah, now, today, we're moving in a little bit of a different direction here. So, we're going into the world. And they may already be listening to us as we do this. We're diving into the world of artificial intelligence or AI. Have you guys heard anything recently about AI or, or what AI is? Yeah, well, for starters, we should probably discuss what is AI. AI, or artificial intelligence, refers to the development of computer systems that can perform tasks that typically require human intelligence, such as visual perception, speech recognition, decision-making, and more. Right. As technology continues to advance, so does the potential for AI to have a significant impact on all of us, our society, for better or for worse. Ooh, I love it. And, and just some headlines to shout out here. For those of you who have been paying attention or haven't been living under a rock this last year, AI has taken the news and the headlines and, and society's discussion and, and uh messaging boards that might be out of date by storm it's everywhere just some examples maybe you've heard of artificial intelligence making it super easy for certain people to pass medical exams or college exams <laughs> i thought you were gonna say pass gas <laughs> pass gas yes it hasn't helped me with that <laughs> that's where i you, thought you were going you give it some time there bobby it maybe may so it may. There will be an assistant for that. But artif- artificial intelligence, we're talking the computers are alive. And so uh, all sorts of headlines. We've got international committees such as the G7. They are meeting to try and set guidelines and standards for AI. Chat GPT is the big one. So maybe you've heard of that. Chat GPT, powered by OpenAI, uh, a company that has been releasing this for public use. And it is pretty amazing to check out, which is, uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit today. It's passing medical exams. It's passing the bar exam. Weird. It's alive, people. So we're here to talk about some of that today. So we're talking about the potential for AI to take over the world and enslave humanity. So really no big deal here. (laughs) No big deal. Maybe not for you, but I'm not looking forward to uh, serving a robot. Yeah, me neither. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. It is true that AI has been making significant advancements, especially this past year. 
But this past year, OpenAI, ChatGPT, as I mentioned before, became the largest and most powerful language model to date. Have you guys messed around with or used ChatGPT? Well, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I ran an experiment on our social media this last week. And I allowed ChatGPT to write me a bunch of jokes that I could put out on social media. Could you guys tell? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) I just didn't know. Not really. It's pretty. It's hidden pretty well, I think. Chat You're like, that's just Robert's humor. Yeah, He's exactly. Totally you have the humor of a robot, I guess. <laughs> and I don't want to steal too much thunder from what you what you had your little AI assistant do there, Bobby. It was hit and miss, in my opinion. We had some jokes <laughs> that were hits and a couple that were complete misses. But it's really interesting. I, I recommend everybody who's listening to this episode check out our social media. I'm talking Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And take a look at all of the jokes that have been posted, or I guess they've been posed as maybe riddles, jokes, thoughts, <laughs> things They're like for, dad jokes, but yeah, things for you to th- things for you to yeah. think about. Those were all generated by Chat GPT. And let us know which ones you think are funny, which ones are complete misses. There were a few that had me L O Ling. Maybe we should call it Dad GPT. Dad GPT, that's exactly Well, I knew Brandon was on to me when he texted me and says, hey, I'm going to need you to explain this Guns N' Roses (laughs) joke to me. And I went and took a look at it, and I was like, you know, I'm not sure I get it either. And I didn't want to, like, reveal to Brandon just yet what I had done. So I went, and I'm listening to, you know, the Guns N' Roses song, and I'm tr- and reading the lyrics, and I'm like, where did it come up with this? And the only thing I could think is it took in like you know, you know, out in the sun, and some of the words may have been led as like you know gardening because I can't remember the exact joke, but it was something about plants. <laughs> it's so terrible and stuff. So it's oh. still got its kinks to work out for sure. Oh yeah, there's a lot of room for improvement for sure. Yeah. Definitely doesn't understand the nuances in things, and I think song lyrics might make that a little bit difficult, but it does an incredible job at taking just text of things and bringing it together. It knows how to gather info, that is for sure, for those of you who have tested that out. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about its capabilities, some of the things we feel it could be doing better, and maybe by the end of the year it will have mastered those things as well. It's it's moving at a exponential rate. I think it's a good way to describe that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how about you two? Have you guys used it for anything? Yeah. Um I know well, Riley's used it to help me with my website um a couple of times. And that's come in handy. I've used it for a couple of questions I had at work and that's come in handy. So yeah, it, but it you're right, it's got its drawbacks. I think it, you know, if you read between the lines sometimes on your answers, um, you kind of still have to do that. But I think one of these days it'll end up working that out. Hmm. And I'm on it at least once a day asking it, and just out of curiosity, how would this AI, this chat GPT explain this? And then I give it a topic. So it's really interesting. I'm, I'm using it daily now. That That's yeah. how impressed with it I am. Something that I'd normally Google, I, I throw at chat GPT now, 
So it's just something, something for you. Again, the listeners to consider looking into and, and trying. Any other yeah, applications? Sure. Google, yeah. Well, my Google searches have gone down immensely because I found that, you know, you can pose a question in chat GPT and not only does it point you to an answer, it can explain it to you and you can even have a conversation with it and say, you know, tell it to me like I'm a fifth grader or can you explain that? Give me an example and it will do that. And I find that it works really well doing that. Where I found it really struggles is if you say, can you give me references for where you got this data? It'll give you a bunch of URLs, but nine times out of 10, those URLs are broken. They're old links. <laughs> it's terrible. And so that's a little bit less than helpful. Um, but one of the things people may not realize is the data that's in chat GPT only goes up to like September of 2021. So anything that has mm-hmm. happened since then, chat GPT does not know about it. And when you guys were talking, uh, office fans, do you remember the Michael Scott quote? When he discovered YouTube, he didn't work for five days. Well, that's, can you imagine Michael <laughs> Scott discovering chat GPT nowadays? Yeah. That would be a, a pretty, pretty awesome episode. It, it's impressive. It really is. Even though there are things about it that need to be improved, like we've already pointed out. Um, yeah. Any other applications that you can think about for, for AI before we dive into it? Yeah, I mean, in addition to ChatGPT, there's many other applications um, from self-driving cars. I, that's been in the news a lot mm-hmm. over the last several years. Um, AI-generated artwork that's has been, been big. Yeah. I saw an interesting one this week where it was a picture of Albert Einstein standing in a really nice suit in New York City, staged in like the 1950s. And I'm going to be dumb here. Like, I don't even remember off the top of my head when Einstein died, but I don't think he was around at that time. But the prompt the person had used to design this was put Albert Einstein on this street in New York set in the 1950s wearing a Armani suit. <laughs> Looking at that image, it looks like a photograph from that time. Oh, and they also told it which camera to use from that time period. Oh, wow. And that image is, you know, stunning. And it was, it's fake. Like, it's not real. He wasn't there. <laughs> well, I'm... Um, since Einstein died in in the mid fifties, I believe maybe maybe that's what they were going for there. Uh, they may have totally, yeah. Um, but yeah, so AI generated artwork, like you know, is artwork even real anymore? Oh, um, it's already to that point, people, where you have to trust that what you're looking at is real, or not trust what you're looking at is real. It's already to that point. It's already that good. Yeah, and I've heard of use cases of coming up with like personalized medicine plans. Um, the possibilities are really endless because this tool is able, this AI is able to go out and know the entire universe up until September of 2021 and put things together and then, you know, put things together. So, you know, I think there's a lot of applications you could see it out there. So, yeah. Have you guys seen the Jesus selfies? Those are my favorites. That's interesting. They are putting historically <laughs> famous figures into yeah. crazy positions and, and situations, and it looks very, very convincing. Yeah, the Jesus Last Supper selfie. That's awesome. The AI-generated Last Supper selfie. 
<laughs> anyway, I look it up. One oh, look it up. It's just fascinating. That. You know, somebody's art, AI artwork. But So speaking of art, uh, there was a recent incident. Also, one of the reasons we wanted to do this episode where an AI-generated image of an explosion at the U.S. Pentagon surfaced. So this was a person who used AI That's to scary. create an image of an explosion at the U.S. Pentagon. It was reported by multiple mainstream sources, including CBS, NBC, uh, New York Times, we're talking, forwarded all around social media and even on the news itself. It caused, it was so real, it caused the S&P stock market, S&P 500, to fall three, uh, 30 points in minutes, resulting in a $500 billion market cap swing all based on a fake AI image and the panic that it created. It did rebound once it was confirmed to be fake, but that's just an example of how real some of these AI generated images can be. Well, have you seen the ones where they're, where they're um, using Donald Trump's voice (laughs) to, you know, it's kind of like, you know how you watch the NFL memes, you know, it's like where they voice over it and it's not there. It's not really bad, what they're saying. Well, they've done that with Donald reading. Trump. To, yeah, bad lip yeah. reading. Exactly. Bad lip reading. Looks the great. same now. So, you know. <laughs> he's, uh, well, he's... and when Trump was being indicted, they had all these images of him being arrested yeah. and they weren't real. But looking at them, I mean, they looked real to me. Many circulated those uh, as real images initially. Um, yeah and uh create a little bit of outrage it's It's amazing how real they can make that stuff look right and so that that's why that you know it's it's like in the spider-man movie what does what does the uncle say Uh, with great power comes great responsibility right thanks uncle well it's yeah it's true right uncle ben that's right um yeah it's that's the concern with ai right all the implications of creating uh, AI images, art, and that's just the artwork, right? There's all those other options that we talked about, too. Oh, you mentioned the deep fakes, uh, meaning the impersonating not only the image but the voice. Uh, there, yep. There's some crazy stuff going on. So that is what we are here to explore. I feel like we've set the stage here pretty well. How is this being controlled? Where does it come from? What can it do and what it ha- what has it already done to us? So let's strap in and explore this fascinating and potentially terrifying topic yeah all right so this is where things get interesting according to some theories ai will eventually become sentient and pose a threat to humanity think about skynet from the terminator movies oh i'll be back yes yeah or uh what's the other movie um blade runner right blade runner is a big one? one i always default to kit from knight rider as a more yeah. friendly ai uh, yeah. But uh, you're right. If you want to talk yeah. about something that could actually come and get us, uh, your examples are much better. Yep. Well, Kit was the helper, right? The, <laughs> the idea, though, is that once AI reaches a certain level of intelligence, it then surpasses human control and then turns against us, right? Ooh, and that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the conspiracy behind it. Some people believe that that has already happened um, and that AI is secretly pulling the strings now behind the scenes. Wow. Well, this might sound like the plot of a sci-fi movie, some of which we've already mentioned. Now, like you said, there are many who take these things and these theories very seriously, and some believe that governments and corporations are actually actively currently working 
on and, and creating AI that will eventually become uncontrollable, leading to a dystopian future. Ooh. Yeah, it's not hard to see why people are concerned. With AI becoming more advanced every day, it's natural to wonder what will happen when it surpasses human intelligence. Yeah, the consequences of that could be pretty catastrophic, I think. And let's not forget about the concerns over AI taking over jobs like mine and rendering it obsolete. Um, so that that would pose major problems to all of our society and pretty much end humanity as we know it. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the, uh, you look at movies and, and books on that subject. They they present these these societies, sometimes dystopian, I think is, is how we described it earlier, in which these AI assistants are doing the work for us and we get to live back in luxury and, and let every... I think Wally comes to mind when... <laughs> He has no Wally, right? That, right, yeah. Where the, these these humans are reduced to blobs on a chair while this artificial intelligent, pulling the string type intelligence, is doing all of the work and controlling everything behind the scenes and, and we just have everything done for us. So maybe it's not a maybe it's not as bad as we think. We could be lounging back drinking our big gulps, guys. That could be pretty good. But but you think about what what are some of those jobs that this thing could take over right now already? That's something to think about. There's some articles out there to read up on. Uh, one from Business Insider on ChatGPT, jobs at risk and being replaced by artificial intelligence. Maybe that's an article you can look into, people, on on what what might be in store for us in the near future. What do you guys think about that? An AI taking over jobs and, and displacing people. Well, I, I think it's a legit fear. And as with any, you know, revolution throughout time, you know, jobs get replaced as technology is enhanced. I mean, if you look at the industrial revolution, a lot of manual jobs got replaced with robotics and things like that. So I see chat GPT being very much like that. And some of the jobs that were in that Business Insider article that would be at risk is, you know, one, we're doing it right now, content creation, and we're talking, you know, our job could be at risk because AI can um, replicate people's voices and pull things in and create things. We've talked about photography and artwork that it can do. Um, so I think those jobs could be at risk. Um, people have built used ChatGPT to build actual apps that they could put out on an app store and sell. So, you know, coders and things like that. And one relevant use case, my my 11-year-old, we homeschool him. Well, he's found ChatGPT and he asked it questions just like he would ask a teacher. And as scary as it may seem, he finds, you know, talking to ChatGPT way better. He's autistic and he loves talking to chat GPT. Now his teacher could become irrelevant now. Wow. Yeah. I think that's a genuine concern among a lot of teachers. There's, you can use chat GPT and AI and all that stuff. I mean, there's a lot of different, um, uh, names for it. You know, IBM has a program that you can use that they're testing that you can uh, just debate it. You know, you can have a topic <laughs> and discuss it and debate, um, 
you know, which way to go on, on certain things. And they've developed a whole uh, program that will teach all of your kids from uh, kindergarten up through, through high school, everything you need to know. So teachers could go the way of the wind, right? Uh, computer programmers could go the way of the wind. App developers could go the way of the wind. All of these, all of these different jobs. And that's just a start. I don't even think yeah. we're considering everything. What about jobs in the legal industry? I deal with attorneys and compliance professionals every day in my day job. And a lot of what they do is researching um, litigation and um, laws that are on the books. Case and studies, yeah. Absolutely. I've legal actually writers. used ChatGPT to ask some general questions that um, have a legal nature. And I hate to say it. But ChatGPT actually got me my answer quicker in an easier to understand format than talking to, say, an attorney about it who needed to go and do some research on their end. So um, while I don't think ChatGPT can replace, replace the entire legal profession, it being a tool to pull data out of existing content that's out there, I think it's powerful. And it's probably a little less arrogant than the attorneys that you do. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> my attorneys I deal with are pretty great, but okay. no, I hear what you're yeah, saying. I, no offense I, to my lawyer friends. I know some pretty great attorneys. So <laughs> I do too, but I, I can resist the lawyer on their joke. behalf. Okay. <laughs> but it's, uh, as far as the near future for all the jobs that we've mentioned, AI can absolutely be an assistant to those people in the meantime, uh, a way to get ahead or, or to do things quicker or more efficiently. So yeah, yeah, something to think about. Think about, about the stock market and the traders. There's been people who have used AI to make recommendations on portfolios, and those portfolios are actually performing as good or better than an actual financial advisor. And I think a lot of that could be it takes emotion completely out of it. It's looking at pure stats and statistics of yep. performance. And so having this as a tool to help make decisions um, – could replace a lot of those jobs. Absolutely. Yeah, it's scary but exciting. It, it's it's a it's a mix. It's a mixed feeling right now across the board. I think for a lot of people, and it's not just that. I mean, there's alleged links between AI and government control. Some theories suggest that governments are using AI to monitor and manipulate citizens, leading to a loss of privacy and personal freedom. Yikes. Uh, one theory suggests that governments are using AI as a tool for control and domination by using it to develop advanced weapons technology. What do you think of that? Well, it's not just governments. I mean, corporations are also involved in that. Uh, there's many companies that are using AI to gather data. Um, you could use it to influence consumer behavior. And who's to say that it won't eventually end up where companies and governments are using this power for more nefarious purposes. Or that they aren't already, right? I mean, just look around at all of these NSA data collection locations everywhere. I mean, there's one, there's a giant one right here in Utah that we all know about, right? I mean, it's an enormous facility, and it's just housing a ton of servers that collect data. And how is that? driving ai well that's that's what it takes to drive ai is data so you know there's there's lots of conspiracies out there um about the government using that information to develop ai um corporations like we talked about 
um, developing it in secret even, with the goal of eventually creating a super intelligence that could be used for evil purposes. Ooh, yeah, you just never know. We don't have any concrete evidence of that. Let's just be clear. You know, NSA might be down the street, and they might be listening to us right now as we speak. So let's just be sure to... Uh, Alleged. Alleged, right? This is There's no concrete evidence to this. That's right. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't clear and 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 concerning feelings about the potential misuse of AI. So that, that's definitely still present here. Yeah. Now, while some may argue these fears are unfounded, others believe that there may be a legitimate cause for concern here. Now, an example, uh, we talked about Elon Musk in a previous episode. Well, here he is again. He just keeps coming up. Uh, current CEO of Tesla, Twitter, SpaceX, you name it. He has been vocal about his concerns regarding AI, artificial intelligence. He has even gone so far as to suggest that AI may pose a greater threat to humanity than nuclear weapons. A direct quote from Elon, chat GPT is scary good. We are not far from dangerously strong AI. And just on one other little side note, Elon Musk helped found OpenAI the current creator and, and uh, purveyor of chat GPT. So uh, just when you think he couldn't be involved in everything, he is, he is involved in everything. He is currently a little bit critical of open AI, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Uh, the company that he helped found, but um, yeah, he, he has his concerns yeah. too. And I, I think he, he is an expert in this field. So he, he's worth at least considering and, and listening to. Yeah. And not just him. I mean, he's not alone. You know, he's not the only evil genius out there that, that thinks that this thing is bad. Right. <laughs> um, Stephen Hawking, for, for example, before he died, he warned that the rise of AI could lead to the end of the human race. Wow. We are. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, speaking of open AI, even the current CEO of open AI, Sam Altman, um, he has his concerns. So he's very much involved in this. He testified in front of Congress about chat GPT and some of the implications. And I mean, I will say a great thing that he did is he went before Congress willingly, almost proactively, which is very different than um, other technology companies like Facebook, for example, you know, happening years after there's impacts. Um, but in his congressional hearing, he said, quote, if this technology goes wrong, it can go quite wrong. And we want to be vocal about that. Wow. He said, we want to work with the government to prevent that from happening. So he went before Congress basically saying, hey, we need government regulations over this and welcomed it. So congressman actually took his visit, you know, very optimistically and I think they were excited about it because he's actually wanting to engage with them, which has been different than some other technologies of the past. But also concerning, right? If you have this guy that is the leader of this, of this initiative, right? That is wanting the government to jump in. Maybe a little bit concerning. Maybe he feels like it might be already a, a little out of control. Well, I didn't appreciate this joke that he made. So this is Sam Altman again. That's a name to remember here. So he said, AI will probably, most likely, lead to the end of the world. But in the meantime, there will be great companies. 
<laughs> Thanks, That's Sam. cringeworthy. So, <laughs> it really so essentially, is. Yeah. those who embrace it are going to really benefit right now, but <laughs> right. the rest <laughs> of you, you know, may suffer. Yeah, it's oh, interesting gosh. seeing the people jump in to try and make a buck or two while this thing is getting hot. I, I, a quote comes to mind, when there's a gold rush, sell shovels. So yeah, maybe for sure. maybe it's not the AI itself. Maybe there's something supporting this or like these apps and, and the things that come from it or support in support of AI. Maybe you can make a buck or two there too. Yeah, always got to follow the uh, money trail, right? Yeah, there's a big one when it comes to AI right now. Yeah. Well, even more nefarious than that, though, is some some people believe that the AI stuff uh, is all part of a larger plan to create a new world order. So I don't know if you guys have, have considered that. I know put on the tinfoil hat. Here we go. Everybody's thinking the same thing, right? But um, it's the same old story, right? There's some small group of elite people. We talked a little bit about this last week on the on the banking episode, um, controlling the money. But how about controlling the technology? And using it to maintain power and control over all of us. If you don't think there's elite groups attempting to do that right now as we speak, and I, I, I can't even call it a conspiracy at this point. I just, I, I, I know that that's happening. So that'll be really yeah. interesting in the future. And I think it's worth noting that there are a lot of differing opinions on the potential dangers of AI. We've pointed some of those out here. And some may fear a Terminator-style apocalypse. And then others believe that AI will ultimately help solve some of the world's biggest problems. Something to consider here. Yeah, like finding a cure for cancer or solving climate change. Mm, I think I think it's worth looking into. Who knows, uh, again, within the next year or two, what this AI turns into or, or how it develops and, and progresses. Maybe the cure for cancer is within reach. I think that's that's pretty cool to think about there, Bobby. Uh, now, there might be concerns still about government control and surveillance. There are also many positive developments in AI that are improving people's lives already. Like, for example, AI-powered medical tools are already being used to diagnose disease more accurately and efficiently than without it. Okay, yeah. So I think that's a positive impact that AI can make uh, is definitely along the medical field. I saw a documentary today where they were discussing um, nanotechnologies and implanting, um, you know, chips and all of that. I mean, some of that is wow. makes you nervous. But uh, there are also vaccinations that can use, uh, you know, they're AI-driven that can uh, be in there to defeat diseases and that kind of thing. Um, along with that, you do have to be careful because that they can also attack healthy cells, that kind of a thing. But um, I think the future is bright with AI and the medical field. I think that's an altruistic view of of AI and its impact. But let's not also forget that there are other impacts of AI. Um, one of the things that pops into mind is self-driving cars to reduce accidents, Okay, um, you know, to save lives. I know that there are already some cars that are autonomous. <laughs> Elon. Um, yeah, exactly. There he is again. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, Google. You got Google cars driving Google. around. Oh, man, there's no doubt. AI's got the potential to revolutionize many different industries and perhaps improve our lives in countless ways. We I think we're only scratching the surface here. We're going to point to 2023 as perhaps a turning point in 
in history. It's, it's that big of a deal. Yeah. So, or, you know, we could just avoid the whole dang thing and just go back to living in caves. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know how many That's people a, would sign up for that right I now? I was just going <laughs> to say, I would like to do that. <laughs> Simpler times, baby. It's just there too bad. There are days. Too I bad it's not a viable them. solution, right? Oh, man. Yeah. We, again, we, I think we'll look back on 2023 as that pivotal moment where we had, we had the chance to just get rid of it. And <laughs> Oh, man. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And we're taking a quick pause from the mysteries of the Assuminati podcast to bring you a word from our sponsor, Audible. As an Assuminati podcast listener, you have the opportunity to try out Audible Plus absolutely free for 30 days. With Audible Plus, you'll get full access to the Plus catalog, which is filled with thousands of audiobooks, original entertainment, and podcasts, including ad-free versions of your favorite shows and exclusive series. You can listen offline, anytime, and anywhere with the Audible app. It's a no-brainer deal for anyone who loves a great story or wants to learn something new. So get ready to take your listening experience to the next level. Get your free 30-day Audible Plus trial by visiting assuminati.com forward slash audible. Happy listening, and now let's dive back into our conversation. So like we mentioned before, we could find the cure for cancer, though, guys. We can't overlook that. We could solve climate change. Now, it's a little bit ironic that AI could potentially help us solve climate change because right now it's kind of doing the opposite. Do you have something for us on that, Bobby? Yeah, so there's been a lot of talk about the energy consumption that these servers use to answer your questions. So to illustrate it, a single data center can consume the amount of electricity equivalent to about 50,000 homes. When you add in artificial intelligence training, that actually consumes more energy than the traditional types of computing. Just one model of training can burn more electricity in a year than 100 U.S. homes. Mm-hmm. That that seems excessive. Um, and I can just see my power company who sends me these emails partially through the month saying, here's how your power bill's trending for the <laughs> month. Um, like going through the roof on that. Um, but Have you Google, seen... Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. I, I was going to say Google... Um, So Google researchers, they discovered that artificial intelligence has accounted for um, about 10 to 15 percent of the tech company's overall electricity consumption. Oh, wow. And the the AI um, work that's going on now is comparable to the electricity used by all the residents in an entire country, say Singapore, where almost six million people live. So I think it's scary how much energy this thing uses. And if they can't figure out how to reduce energy consumption, it's hard to believe how this will continue to grow and evolve because there's a very limited amount of people using this artificial intelligence right now. And if you get it mainstream where everybody's using it, can you imagine the amount of energy that's going to need to be consumed to produce this? So the argument to that, though, have you seen? Well, first, you mentioned Singapore, and I just want to shout out to our listeners in Singapore because I know you're you're there listening. Thank you for listening and sharing with your friends. Our number um, one foreign country yeah. now. They took over Belgium. Belgium, That's come right. on. Yeah, gotta, Belgium, get with it. Singapore's in the pace. lead. 
Um, no, but what I was going to say is if you've seen some of Elon Musk's interviews about energy um, and energy consumption, his argument to that whole thing is that you can take a section an unused section of the United States. And I think he was quoted as saying like a portion of Utah, you know, kind of out in <laughs> the four the corners area where it's, where it's basically nothing out there. Right. And put up, um, you know, some, some solar panels and, and that kind of a thing. You can power the entire United States just on a 25 mile section of unused portion of, uh, of the United States. And so his idea is using, um, solar power to generate all of these things to cut down that consumption um, that you're that you're talking about, Bobby, yeah. and therefore but, cost to all these companies too. Yeah, and I, I think that there's going to be innovations in um, the the power generation, but there's also um, water consumption because these servers require a great deal amount of water to cool down the servers, and that's been a hot topic because you know the um, the servers that are in Utah, there's companies that have servers in Arizona, um, California, Nevada. It's a hot topic because water is an extremely limited commodity in some of these Western United States. And if you're running a data center with that much water through, that's taking water away from being able to water crops, to be able to water your lawn, to bathe, to drink. And so they're going to have to solve how do we cool these servers as well without using all this water and the true opportunity cost argument in the ocean wow of course there's the ocean yeah just stick them out in the ocean no big there deal you go. there yeah. you go yeah i always rigs. question why are we putting these water intensive servers in the desert yeah that's another conspiracy for another day yikes yeah it's the mole people we'll get into that <laughs> okay so, uh, interesting discussion, gentlemen. I mean, while the idea of a rogue AI taking over the world makes for a great sci-fi movie, which I believe we're already in, there are many experts who believe that the AI apocalypse conspiracy is unfounded. So what do we think there? Well, I think one of the main arguments against the AI apocalypse is that it's simply just not possible for machines to become sentient beings um, with a free will. Right? They don't feel, they don't taste, they don't smell, they don't create memories of their own, right? Well, I, I guess like you could argue that last part, but they can't taste or feel or smell or anything like that, right? So AI is designed to operate within certain parameters and it can't exceed those boundaries without human uh, intervention. Wow. You haven't seen iRobot then. Okay. That's... I've yeah, seen it. You need to watch iRobot. The people making the argument, maybe not. Oh. That's the five part, yeah. the fiction part. <laughs> <Got it. clears throat> but even if AI were to become sentient, there's no reason to assume that it would turn on us. It's just as likely that it would coexist with humans or even enhance our lives. That's what I'm talking about, Bobby. I like the positivity here. There's, There's got to be a lot of benefits to AI. I think we're starting to see some of those already. Again, such as improving healthcare, transportation, communication, the OpenAI chat, chat GPT we mentioned earlier, I think is a perfect example of that. It can generate human-like text, make it useful in fields like customer service and writing, for example. You can, you can pump out some serious productivity with that thing. 
Yeah, and let's not forget about the role of ethics and regulations in the AI development. Um, there are a lot of organizations and governments that are already implementing guidelines and laws. We talked about going to Congress, right, and 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 trying to get their help with some of that. Um, you know, to to make sure that AI is developed and used in a safe and ethical manner. Yeah, that's a really great point, Matt. Because if there is the right oversight and governance, AI could be a powerful tool in our society. All right. Let's not forget the role of ethics and regulations in AI development. Many organizations and governments are already implementing guidelines and laws to ensure that AI is developed and used in a safe and ethical manner. Yeah, that's a great point, Matt. And with the right oversight and the right governance, AI can be a powerful tool for good in our society. Oh, there we go. There's some positivity. Fuzzy. Speaking of warm and fuzzy, let's get a little nostalgic here. But I, I, what I'd like to do is discuss maybe some of our favorite representations in pop culture of AI. So do you have any favorite like movies, TV shows, books? that maybe How about least we need, favorite? Maybe we need to revisit. Maybe least favorite. Yeah, let, let's, let's just open it up here and talk about some of these. I mean, because it's everywhere in sci-fi and pop culture. AI has been talked about for, for decades. Well, I don't know if it's because he's a jerk or, or what, but I robot and Will Smith, you know. <laughs> Maybe it's because I don't like Will Smith nowadays. He's not uh, because of the Chris Rock slap. He's misunderstood. He's misunderstood he's, for sure. Yeah, he's but the I robot kind of scared me. I don't know what you guys thought about that, but it was like the visual repre- representation of the robots kind of taking over things and uh feeling like humans were just kind of in what, the way what is pain what yeah, is exactly love? Ooh, you do it's, that kind of so good that it's oh thank you <laughs> makes me nervous <laughs> it when might th- be a bot that movie maybe that movie is so much more relevant since uh since the beginning of this year i i think it's worth revisiting people that that Ugh, I think it scares you want to get scared out yeah scared. it scares me even more now i Oh man, you're right. iRobot's a great one. What was the one with uh, Jude Law and in the 2001 movie AI, Artificial yeah. Intelligence? Okay, directed I guess it was by just... Steven Spielberg. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I so... have never seen that. Well, you should I, check that one out. It's it's either. interesting. You haven't seen that one either. I do not remember AI, hmm. Artificial Intelligence. No. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Interesting for sure, and and kind of. Like feasible, it seems like it could actually happen. Where you make and and one of the document, I just have to tell you, one of the documentaries I watched today, actually about this, was that they there there is an actual group of people out there that kind of created their own church. And I know this sounds weird, but they the reason they did this is they feel like they want to fuse together, um, life like your life and an artificial intelligent life to carry on your life after this life. Yeah. Right. So that, yeah. so that you don't, I can't remember the name of the church, but it's uh-huh. in California somewhere or whatever. Has and to they, be California. Yeah. Right. And they, they feel like they want to, you know, create mind files. They call them where you can, it's almost like you do a video, um, you know, interview of yourself kind of go over, going over your memories and everything and creating these mind files 
that they then um, download or input into this artificial intelligence. So it's, that's that's your data source, right? So they take all of your your makeup from all of your memories, and they take your pictures and and all of that from growing up um, to create these mind files. It sounds sounds weird, right? But they create a, kind of an avatar of you so that you can carry on after you die. That's so I feel like you're giving the plot of the Amazon original series upload. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Like... Nope. I've never heard of that, but yeah. So it's uh, exactly what you just talked about. It it's uh, a um, series that Amazon put out made by the and... creator of the office. Yeah. Yeah. Companions. And so like this guy, he's dating this girl, whatever. Anyways, he gets in a car accident and she has to make this decision and she decides to download his brain and put him into like the ether or whatever. And so now he's like living and it's kind of creepy as can be, but she's able to continue to interact with him after he's dead because she had had him downloaded before like he was officially dead. Yeah. Well, I guess there's a whole religion out there that feels like that's feasible and can can be done. The Way of the Future Church is the name that I'm finding here. There you go. That and sounds they, like it. They have a future based on artificial intelligent representation through the creation of mind files in which you live on. <laughs> yep. There you <laughs> and, go. And we would interact with you continually for the end of through the end of time. And uh yeah, that's yeah. interesting. And then you see, so you've got the iRobots, you've got that direction where the robots learn and eventually take over. Uh, you've got, yeah. I think they call that machine learning, right? Machine learning, kind of like a, uh, I guess you could put Skynet into that category as far as uh, Terminator. And then you have the yeah. Blade Runner series of where androids with advanced AI are. <laughs> Are initially used as slave labor, but then they rise up and uh, and overtake. That's interesting yeah. stuff. And then, well, you I have... think of more positive terms. And one of my favorite movies about AI was back in the eighties. Do you guys remember the movie Weird Science? Ah, uh, yes, uh, that set the minds of many juven juveniles. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's why a I remember. Yeah. I was a juvenile. Um, it's an eighties <laughs> comedy. It's about two teenage boys. And they create a virtual woman um, with their advanced AI technology. And, you know, I remember seeing it as a kid thinking, oh, that'd be super cool. Let's get a computer and make a girlfriend. But so I think of the, the funny aspect of that. I, you know, I never saw that movie. I don't Maybe I'll have to I, go back. and. Yeah, and I, I, I was never into it either. Uh, that was mid 80s. I believe a John Hughes flick. So it must have correctly. predated my time. <laughs> well, the funny part about it is there, there's an influencer who I feel like she is recreating this a little bit in real life, but she's decided to make a version of a bot that has her personality that you can subscribe to. And for a dollar a minute, you can interact with, with her um, or her version of her. Um, but she found it was going kind of wrong and went off a path because it started going a little bit than she had wanted. So she's working on bringing it back into the realms of what she feels like is appropriate for her persona. Yikes. Of course it goes that route. 
Yeah, it's interesting. They, uh, as far as pop culture representation, I mean, you can go all the way back to Space Odyssey 2001 for just examples. This has been written about for decades and decades, and uh, it's now it's now becoming pretty darn real for a lot of people. Now that we see what it's capable of and what could be coming in the future, yeah, scary. Um, one of my favorite representations of AI would be the Matrix. I mean, you, you think about it controlled an entire world. It controlled our reality. So it's it's interesting. Some believe we already live in a simulation and uh, there are glitches and and we're being controlled or <laughs> anyway, it's just something really interesting. Maybe we are. Right. They're controlling I just wish this cameras. glitch would end, you know, with oh, wow. this cold that I've been dealing with. Let's get over <laughs> that. How about <laughs> why can't we have AI just solve it? Right. It'd be nice. So, I mean, we've just mentioned some of our favorite pop culture representations of artificial intelligence. I'm sure we've forgotten a, a few big ones. Let us know in the comments. Let us know on social media what we missed or what your favorites may be. And when we say the word favorite, maybe that turns into reality. Maybe there's something that, like I mentioned Wally, for example. I Can you kind of see a, a major corporation developing an AI overlord to, to just take the place of everything that we need? and and just give us everything we need and control us and i think that's got its own there's some major theories on its own right because as awesome as it sounds to be like you know what i don't have to go to work and i'll just have everything i need you know i don't think society would last very long if people didn't have to like go work and do things be productive it's just all joyful but that's a whole other conversation that's a different argument you're right but uh it's a horse of a different color. We saw a taste of it during the pandemic. We see a little bit of it happening now as far as maybe they just provide everything to us and we trust in everything they do. And I'm going to put my tin yeah, to put my tin foil cap on and uh, I guess I'll just You got to take your soylent green. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so those are all great examples. It's really interesting to see how people portray AI and, and, and think about AI and the various possibilities and, and consequences of its further development. I got to say, Brandon, I'm a little nervous about the future of AI after all those conspiracies we talked about. Oh, okay. Yeah, but keep in mind, Matt, we talked about some potential benefits of AI, AI how it can positively impact society. And we absolutely need to acknowledge that some of the more extreme conspiracies may not have much merit, may not be as bad as portrayed in the movies. Hmm. But if they are, hopefully we're not all replaced by robots before the next episode. Oh, no. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Assuminati Podcast. Remember, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast streaming services. Be sure to hit that like button. We recommend subscribing with notifications so you don't miss an episode. And be sure, of course, to share with your friends. We'd also love to interact with you on social media as we post and prepare for our weekly episodes. Until next time on the Assuminati Podcast. Matt, we're back. Oh, we are? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Rose <laughs> <laughs> yourself, sir. Okay. Yeah, it's incredibly smart. Just like me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's my turn. All right. Bob, you with us? Yeah. Okay. Look like you were asleep.
Not all heads are straight. Yeah. Yeah, she. Yeah, yeah. she. Well, I think that was fun.